You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 283. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast. Happy September. Looks like we've made it through summer. We're just about there. Maybe the heat will start cooling off for many of us pretty soon. That's the big hope for sure. Well, what's going on with Earn That Body? Uh, a lot, actually. It's very busy time of year. Generally, September is like that New Year's. I say it all the time. Uh, for moms, at least, it's like a New Year's because the kids are back in school. You're you're home from the summer vacation. You're ready to get your workouts back on track, your nutrition back on track. And that's why I just want to remind you before we get started that the Real Food Reset Program, it is a 10-day program that launches next week. And I want you all to be in it. Um, hopefully it's not sold out yet. I actually record this podcast ahead of time and it is more than half sold out right now, but definitely make sure you check and see if there are any openings left. It is a great 10 day program. We do not count calories. We do not track macros. What we do is we clean, or I should say we cleanse your diet. We're not cleansing your body. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, detox programs and cleanses don't work. We talked about that last week, right? Those are not necessary. You have a liver that detoxes your body. But I now want to cleanse all of the chemicals out of the diet and nutrition that you are eating on a daily basis for 10 days. When I did this, I had never felt better everything got better. My digestion, my bowel movements, my skin. I actually lost a couple of pounds. I wasn't even trying to. The 10 day real food reset is honestly one of my favorite new programs I have created because it helps you get back to eating real food. So go to the earnthatbody.com website. There's a button right on top says Real Food Reset. If there's any spaces left, you'll be able to register there. If not, you'll be able to register after this first session, all right? Now, it's a very timely uh, episode for the Real Food Reset, I should say as well, because today we're actually gonna talk about some of the common food additives and chemicals that are actually in our healthy foods. And it almost pisses me off that this is the case. It bothers me that we have to go out of our way to eat food that does not have chemicals. It should be the other way around. I should be able to eat real food and not have to read a label. But I was really shocked, especially when I created the Real Food Reset program, to see how many of the foods that I was actually eating, foods that I consider to be healthy, that still had all of these chemicals in them. They're additives, they're preservatives, they're added sugars. They are things that help these companies give foods a longer shelf life. They're things that help give the foods a better consistency, possibly better taste. And I wanna go through some of these, definitely some of these health foods that I was eating to make sure that you're aware of what's in them, and also just talk to you in general about some of these common food additives that are in so many of the foods that we are eating daily, and we're gonna go over all of that after this. 
And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming from USA Today, it was another timely article for all that I have going on with Earn That Body right now. But the topic or the title of it was What We Eat Matters. Researchers are still searching for the best diet. And so what they talk about is they said that campaigns to cut fat and then sugar from America's diet didn't make a dent in the obesity epidemic, nor did keto or paleo, Atkins, other exercise plans on TV reality shows. These diet plans were not making a dent. Now, the person who ran the study, Kevin Hall, he said he knows this because he has studied all of these diets at the National Institutes of Health, where he worked for 19 years, and he considers it his mission to help people live healthier lives through food. Now, he has seen study participants lose weight on virtually every type of diet, regardless of the mix of fats and carbs and sugars and protein. So a few years ago, when he decided to test the latest diet enemy number one, ultra processed food, he really and honestly expected to see the same thing he's always seen, but he didn't. In his study, he had two groups of 10 people. Each were fed either mainly chef prepared whole foods for two weeks, or mainly ultra processed foods, the snack items, the cereals, the pre-made meals that make up probably half of the American diet. And then they switched. Now both were offered the same number of calories and the same balance of fat, sugar, and carbs, protein, and salt. Both reported feeling equally full and equally satisfied with their food options. Now, despite decades fighting America's obesity epidemic, it's only gotten worse. And trying to understand why 50 experts for this series that they had in USA News explored the emerging science and evolving attitudes towards this excess weight. And when they followed the mostly whole food diet for two weeks, in their research, the volunteers lost about two pounds each. On the highly processed meal plan, the same unintentionally consumed about 500 calories more a day on average, gaining fat and two pounds in just two weeks. It was the first time that he had seen weight gain in one of his studies, and this was a huge surprise to him. At the end of the day, everyone, guess what? Eating the unprocessed foods is what is causing so much weight gain for America. Now this article goes on and on and it goes into further depth about what's happening with ultra processed foods. And it's a lot about what we're talking about in the article today. But it was interesting that he said, look, you know, people go on diets and when you go on diets, you're generally eating less calories and that's why you see this initial weight loss. And it doesn't necessarily matter if it was the keto or the paleo or this one or that one, you're going to lose weight at first. But doing this type of study where he did real food, whole foods versus ultra processed foods, it was the first time he saw that it was ultra processed foods that caused weight gain. So what can we do, people? 
Well, instead of going on these crazy mass diets, fad diets, all these diets, constant diet cycle, which we know they don't last, they don't work, they're not sustainable. The best thing we can do is cut out processed foods or at least minimize them. I don't think it'll ever come to a point where you can just like live without some processed foods. Like even I am not gonna go that route and be that extreme because that's, it's just, that's making your life really difficult. But I do think there is a way to start looking at your food differently and to start reading these labels so that you know what to look for so you can make the best choices possible and potentially just from skipping a lot of these ultra processed foods, you are going to have the ability to lose weight without even necessarily tracking calories and macros and all these things. Now, don't get me wrong, my clients still food log. If you do my primary program, that includes nutrition and workouts, we do still get you food logging because the food logging does help us assess how many calories you should be eating and are you eating a balance of carbs, fat, and protein. That's super important. But at the same time, I think it's unbelievable what you can do for your weight and for your health by just getting rid of a lot of chemicals. So I wanna go over some of the common food additives. And an additive is basically a chemical. Okay, and I wanna talk to you about what to look for in the label so that you know. Now, ingredients on the label are often a huge indicator if this is a processed food or not, meaning have they been adding a lot? Did they put a lot of chemicals in? Did they have to change things to the actual real food to make it taste good? And if there's a big paragraph of ingredients on the label, a real big paragraph, which most of your boxed foods and bagged foods, they're gonna have this big paragraph for the label of ingredients. Then you should know, make sure you read that paragraph because the longer that paragraph of ingredients is, the more likely you are going to see a ton of chemicals. Now, why are they putting these things in the food? They're putting things like additives in the food to help the flavor, the appearance, the texture as well, and often to extend the shelf life of the food product. That is what they care about most. Most companies wanna put food on the shelf, they want it to last, they want it to taste good, they want you to come back for more, and they're willing to put almost anything in it to make all of those things happen. Unfortunately, even in certain foods that we consider healthy, you will find these additives. Now there's some additives that I feel like we already know about. And so I'm not gonna go over everything, like MSG, for example. That's a food additive that enhances flavor. And it's, it's like the crazy high sodium makes you feel terrible. MSG is in like Chinese food, they always say. You obviously wanna avoid things like that. Um, another one, high fructose corn syrup. We talk about it all the time. I'm not gonna go into a lot of detail on the ones we already know about, but I do wanna make sure you realize that there's a lot of foods you're eating that still have those things in it, if not more. Now, artificial food coloring, we definitely talked about before. I consider it a given that you already know this, but not everybody does. And the most important thing to know about artificial food coloring is when you're reading that label of whatever you're eating, if it has a color and a number after it, 
So things like blue one, red 40, yellow five, that is a chemical and that is a food coloring. An artificial food coloring actually might promote hyperactivity in sensitive children and it can even cause allergic reactions. Red number three has also been shown to increase the risk of thyroid tumors in animal studies. So that is a chemical and anytime you see a color and a number, I want you to put that product away. Don't get it, skip it, it's not worth it. And this one will be big in the children's food. How sad is that? It's gonna be in the Gogurts. Have you seen those? It's the yogurt that's like colored blue and pink and God knows what else. That is where you're gonna see a lot of this. Um, even a lot of the Gatorades that the kids are drinking, they're colored, right? Make sure you read the labels. Some of them have dye in them. Um, just side note, you may know or see that I drink Gatorade Endurance for my long runs as my fuel. It does not have artificial sweeteners, artificial chemicals, or dye in it. It has to be ordered online. It is not the same Gatorade you get at 7-Eleven, all right? Just so you know. And it is not my number one preference. However, that is what they serve on a marathon course. So I have to get my digestive system ready for it. But it is a heck of a lot better than their other products that they have in it. It definitely bums me out. It's like, if you can make a product without the dye and the sweeteners, why then do you make half of your product with them? But anyway, that's a side note. But a lot of artificial coloring is in things like that. Now, what about sodium nitrites? Frequently found in processed meats, and it acts as a preservative to prevent the growth of bacteria. It also adds a lot of salty flavor, which people like, and it has a reddish pink color, all right? So it is the very number, it's probably like the number one common ingredient in processed meats, and it can be converted into a harmful compound called nitrosamine. And higher intake of nitrites and processed meats may be linked to higher risk of several types of cancer. So hello, that's an additive. Put in your food. People eat deli meat every day. I will tell you this, I don't eat deli meat anymore. Very, 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 very rarely do I eat it because the processed meats of deli meat is like, it's just some of the worst processing there is with the worst additives. And these sodium nitrates are not benefiting your body at all. So I say skip the deli meat when you can, definitely limit it because they have these additives in it. Now here's one that I have overlooked for a long time, but I'm sort of done overlooking it. It's guar gum. Have you ever seen that on the labels of your food? Because I used to see it and I would just sort of be like, yeah, whatever, I'm sure it's just, it's just, you know, something for the consistency or this and that. And I really, I, I would just overlook it. So guar gum is a long chain carbohydrate and it's used to thicken and bind foods. It's widely used in the food industry. It can be found in things like ice cream, salad dressings, sauces, soups, and that means it's probably in a very high majority of the foods you eat. So in some studies, they say that guar gum has definitely helped people with their digestive health 
Um, it can lower levels of blood sugar and cholesterol, but it's also caused things in people um, like obstruction of the esophagus and small intestine because what happens is the guar gum in large amounts, it can swell apparently 10 to 20 times its size causing obstructions in the esophagus and the small intestine. Now I will say that probably has to be massive amounts of guar gum, but they also say that guar gum can cause symptoms in people like gas, bloating, and cramps. So a lot of people with digestive disorders when the doctors can never figure it out, really the first thing they should do is clear all of these additives and chemicals just out of their diet. Because potentially it's this guar gum causing your bloating. Maybe it's not gluten. You went gluten-free because you're always bloated when you eat certain carbohydrates. Guar gum is included in a ton of those. And maybe it's the guar gum that is causing the problem. Start checking your labels. I personally am now trying to avoid guar gum in my foods. Not always an easy one. I'm gonna tell you now, you're gonna see it in so much. Sometimes look at a different brand. Often if you go with the healthier organic brand of a certain food, it won't have some of these additives. Not always, it's not a given that it's not gonna have it, but sometimes you can change brands to get rid of some of these chemicals and still be able to eat that food. So that's also always nice. Now we talk about artificial sweeteners all the time on this podcast. It is a chemical and it's not good for you. <laughs> artificial sweeteners, they can cause headaches. Um, they can cause also all kinds of digestive issues. We're talking your sucralose, your aspartame. Um, if you add those Nutra sweets and all those pink packets and blue packets and all that to your coffee in the morning, make sure it doesn't have aspartame, sucralose, saccharin, um, all of them. They're chemicals. They're some of the worst ones that you can have. So again, if you're putting that in your coffee or your tea or whatever it is, start looking at the label, find an alternative, okay? Artificial sweeteners, they're terrible for you. If something says it's sugar-free, do not buy it. As soon as it says sugar-free, what it's telling you is it has an artificial sweetener in it because they took the sugar out of it and you could never stand the flavor without some kind of sweetness. So they're putting the chemicals in. You are so much better off just having the sugar. You can have sugar, people. You just don't wanna have it in large amounts. You're way better off having sugar than an artificial sweetener. So please be conscious of that one. Now, have you heard of carrageenan? Many of you have, many of you have not. It's actually derived from red seaweed, and it is another one of those chemicals that acts as a thickener, an emulsifier. It's a preservative in many different foods. Now, you're generally going to see it in dairy products. It can be in milk. It can be in almond milk. It can be in cottage cheese, ice cream. A lot of coffee creamers have it. Uh, a lot of dairy-free products like vegan cheese can have carrageenan. So don't assume because something's vegan that it's healthy. I, I hate to like say anything negative about vegan food. It is a personal choice to go vegan, but it's really hard to be vegan and not have a lot of chemicals in your food because they're trying to create the foods that you no longer eat, but 
without being able to use that real food, whether it's the cheese or the milk or whatever, they have to make it from a chemical. Or sometimes they'll use a plant source, but they have to use a chemical to bind it or to thicken it or to make it taste better and all that. So carrageenan is definitely one that is in a lot of those dairy type foods. Now, uh, they have found in certain animal studies that carrageenan Genin has triggered inflammation. It's also believed to negatively impact the digestive health. It can cause intestinal ulcers. It can cause gross. It's not a good one, people. Carrageenan is one that I will not eat. It's a high no. It's not a sometimes. It's not in moderation. If it has carrageenan, I do not eat it ever. All right. One study even found that it causes a earlier relapse of ulcerative colitis. So if you got a lot of digestive issues, people, that's one you gotta stay away from. I mean, to me, we gotta stay away from all these. They're chemicals and the body doesn't know what to do with those. So you gotta be really careful about that one as well. Now, artificial flavoring, um, again, chemicals, they're put in to mimic the taste of other ingredients. And so sometimes say you wanna eat popcorn, right? But they, they flavor it. You like maybe like those flavored popcorns. Well, most of the flavored popcorns you might see surprised to know, it's all artificial flavoring on there. Unfortunately, they're not using real flavoring from things. So if you're someone who loves popcorn and you love the, the sweet ones, check the label. Make sure it doesn't say artificial flavors. If it says the word artificial anywhere, just so you know, do not eat it. Like again, that's something, it's a hard no for me. I don't have it in moderation. I don't have it at all. If it's artificial, if it says artificial flavor, artificial color, artificial sweetener, it's a hard no for me. And you've got to watch it in your popcorn. So anything like that is often some type of synthetic chemical. Now, I was recently on Studio 512. It's a local uh, TV show here in Austin. And we talked about a few more of the foods that I was eating and that had chemicals in it that sort of bummed me out. Now, the first one we talked about was yogurt. Now, I changed and cleaned up my yogurt act like probably 20 years ago. But a lot of people think yogurt, it's healthy, so I can eat it. It depends on the brand. It depends on the type. A lot of yogurts, as I said, the gogurt, I'm not even sure if we can call it a yogurt. It's technically just one big chemical, I feel like. But a lot of yogurts have additives in them. They have artificial flavors, they have dye added. So like that gogurt is gonna be blue because it has a chemical added to it. A lot of yogurts have sucralose added to them to make them taste even sweeter. So really be careful that even on something healthy like yogurt, check that label. Make sure it doesn't have anything artificial in it because really it should not have anything like that. And so I always say get an organic brand and get a plain flavor so that there's no chance that they're adding any artificial flavoring to it. Get a Greek yogurt will have the most protein. Get organic because that's so important for all dairy that we're not letting the pesticides get in the foods. And then check for the artificial flavors 
and any dye that might be in it. So sometimes again, it's not that you can't eat your yogurt anymore, but you might have to change brands to get the one without the chemicals. Another one we talked about, and we just talked about here, is popcorn. Now, one thing I wanna tell you about popcorn, if you're gonna eat it, just get an air popper. Make your own popcorn. The microwave popcorn is 100% toxic. So you can look online and just Google, is microwave popcorn toxic? Whatever they put in that bag, it's, uh, you know, maybe it's some kind of plastic even. I'm not sure that's getting into the popcorn. So the first thing is don't eat microwave popcorn. Again, get the air pop. But another thing is if you are very into popcorn, a lot of popcorn has caramel coloring in it. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't need to see my popcorn a certain color. I would rather just see my popcorn a regular color and not have that extra chemical. Artificial sweeteners like sucralose are also added to popcorns. Now here's one that really bothers me because this is one of those things, it's like, why should I pay more to eat this real food, but I can pay less if I load it with chemicals? Maple syrup, that is so, not okay, in my opinion. So on Studio 512, Rosie says to me, she says, why is maple syrup something they're adding chemicals to? Don't you just put the thing in the tree and let the maple syrup drip out? Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. But you would be amazed if you go into some of these large general markets that shall go nameless, and you look at all the different maple syrups they have, um, how about the old one, the Aunt Jemima? I think they had to change the name on it. But anyway, you know the little lady in the bottle? I grew up on it, right? It's all chemicals. It's so heartbreaking to me that they're doing that. I don't even know if they can call it maple syrup because I don't even think there's maple syrup in it. Maple syrup should have one ingredient on the label. It should say maple syrup. If your maple syrup has any more than that one ingredient, please don't buy it anymore. First of all, it doesn't taste good. If you taste real maple syrup, it's like amazing. I get organic maple syrup. It has one ingredient. In a lot of maple syrups, you will find high fructose corn syrup. That is probably because it doesn't have any real maple syrup in it. Real maple syrup is so sweet that you don't need an artificial sweetener like high fructose corn syrup. A lot of them have artificial coloring. Again, why would you need to color maple syrup? Real maple syrup doesn't need to be colored, but they're coloring it because there's probably no real maple syrup even in that bottle. And then they even add all kinds of artificial flavors. Be cautious. Now here's my biggest pet peeve when eating out at a restaurant for breakfast. I love a big thing of pancakes. And yes, I will eat all the pancakes, all the time. <laughs> I love pancakes. I always ask at the restaurant, do you have real maple syrup? Would you believe that probably 90% of the restaurants say no? They don't. They have the artificial stuff. Now, why is that? Because it's cheaper. And to me, that is like not okay. I often do not go back to a breakfast place that does not have real maple syrup. Now the other 10%, 90% don't have it. The other 10% do have it, but they'll charge you extra for it. I'm totally fine paying extra for it. I think it's a crime that I should have to pay extra for the real food 
versus the artificial food, but I am willing to pay extra for it, but I always ask. And once in a while, I end up somewhere like for a marathon and I go in to get my pancake breakfast the day before and I'm super excited, but I already know what's gonna happen and they're gonna tell me it's artificial and that's all they have. And sometimes I have to suck it up or would you believe this? Sometimes I bring a tiny maple syrup bottle in my purse. (laughs) I'm not kidding. My husband got a bunch of these and they're 100% maple syrup and they're tiny. So if I go on a trip, I would rather have my real maple syrup. I can taste the chemicals in the other one. And then it ruins my pancakes. That makes for a bad day. It does. All right. And then the last one that you may or may not know this, it's most people think all protein bars are healthy. Well, I'm here to tell you that the protein bars are not healthy. They're generally glorified candy bars. And yes, we've done podcasts on this. I've done a whole episode on protein bars before. In general, I'm always gonna tell my clients, please eat real food over the protein bar if you can. But I get it. Sometimes you're in a hurry and you need some protein and you wanna grab a quick protein bar. So in that case, do me one favor. Look at the label before you eat it. So many of my clients, come to me and the first day they eat a Quest protein bar. So right now you're like, I eat Quest, what's wrong with Quest? I thought Quest is healthy. It's not. Look at the ingredients. It has sucralose in it. And I know it's sold at Costco and I know you bought the big box of it and I know you like it, but it has sucralose in it. Don't eat those. Those are not good. There are enough protein bars on the market today that you don't have to eat the one that has sucralose in it. There's so many more that you can choose. There are so many also that have even worse stuff in it. They have erythritol in it. Erythritol is a sugar alcohol that is going to bloat you and give you gas. So again, if you're someone who tends to be bloated and gassy and you eat a protein bar every day or more, It could be your protein bar and it's usually the erythritol or it could be the sucralose. Anything artificial in your food is going to wreak some kind of havoc on your digestive system. So be very careful about the protein bars that you eat. I'm not a big protein bar eater. Um, I used to eat Cliff Builder bars and those are pretty good. But I will say they still have a lot of ingredients. They're really high calorie and you know that you got to earn that bar. You can't like just be eating those. Um, I do like the perfect bars. Now it's funny, the perfect bars, they're in the refrigerated section. So like you go to Whole Foods, if you ask for these perfect bars, um, that's probably the one I go to the most, but I really don't eat protein bars. And I think it's interesting that it's in the refrigerated section, and that tells me something. What it tells me is that it probably doesn't have a lot of preservatives, and therefore it needs to be in the refrigerated section. It doesn't have all these chemicals in it that are gonna give it this shelf life without refrigeration. So that's a good thing, right? That really actually tells me a lot about it by being refrigerated. So you might check the perfect bars. Not all of them, again, not all of them are the same. Some have less protein than others. And that goes for everything. You should know that there are some brands out there that one of them, um, one flavor in a brand might have artificial ingredients and another flavor won't. So even within the brand, all foods are not equal. You still have to check those labels. And that's the most important thing. So to sort of wrap it all up, to sum it up, all I can say is that your body knows how to process real food. 
If you have any digestive issues at all, this is a great opportunity for you to cleanse your diet, not your body, because you can't detox and cleanse your body. I mean, your liver does that for you. There's no detox or cleanse program out there that is literally detoxing the toxins and cleansing the toxins from your body. The research has shown there is no research to prove any of that. So you can just forget all the detox, detox and cleanses. We talked about it last week on the podcast. But what you can do is you can cleanse your diet of all of these chemicals. And I feel like when you do that, the reason you're gonna lose weight, or at least I did when I did this 10-day Real Food Reset program, is because now you're taking out a lot of processed foods because you can't eat chemical-free food and still be eating all of the processed foods, right? Um, It also goes for eating out. So I didn't eat out for 10 days because You do not know what food they use when they create that recipe, right? And so I didn't eat out for 10 days and I had never felt better. And it was because I took chemicals out of my diet. It's amazing what that will do. And again, I think it's super sad that we have to work so hard to get back to eating what the food is. And I always say you wanna eat as close to the source as possible, meaning an apple is as close to the source as it can possibly be. Um, If I add an apple and then they dehydrate it and then they add this sugar sweetener to it and they add a little bit of salt and they put it in a bag and now I have some kind of dried apples, Well, all of a sudden now it's gotten a little further away from the source and they've added stuff, they've changed it and blah, blah, blah. So you wanna stick as close to source as possible. You wanna eat one ingredient foods as much as you can because that means nothing was added to it, right? So peanut butter is another perfect example. Peanut butter should pretty much just be mashed up peanuts. Maybe add a little bit of salt. I'm even okay with a little bit of salt. Shouldn't have coloring, shouldn't have a bunch of oils in it. It shouldn't have um, what uh, sweeteners. People, they add sweeteners to peanut butter, blah. Try to eat foods as close to the source as possible and your body will know how to process it. When your body knows what to do with it, it can digest it properly and you'll be amazed what happens to your digestive system. You start having more regular bowel movements. Your bowel movements are more solid. Maybe they used to be loose, but they won't be now because often it's the chemicals causing that, right? One of the most interesting things when I went through the 10-day program myself is that my sleep got so good. It was like no nothing in my body was... Uh, a problem and my sleep got better, my skin got better. Like I said, my bowel movements were like fantastic. (laughs) I'm pro having a good bowel movement. And my energy was sort of off the charts all day instead of up and down, which is a lot what happens. You get tired and then you go to Starbucks and you grab this drink that is loaded with chemicals and then you're high and then you're low. And then you gotta eat something else so you grab that box of chips and then you're high and you're low. It stopped happening uh, when I took out all the chemicals. Not that I eat that kind of way anyway very much, but do you know, we just finished summer. It would be, I would be lying to you all if I said I ate perfectly all the time. And so the 10 day reset, it sort of really helps you focus and there's so much education in it. So I can explain to you even more chemicals that these were just a handful, but there's even more that I want you to know about. And that's what we talk about in the program. So if that's something you're interested, again, go to earnthatbody.com, check out the Real Food Reset. It launches next week. We get started on September 12th. 
Um, and then after the first session, it will be open to everybody else, but then you do it on your own. It's kind of nice to do the first session with me because we do a big private online group and so you get a little extra support. All that being said, read those labels, eat real food. Let's make this fall season your healthiest yet. Let's not wait for New Year's to get your nutrition back on track if things sort of fell by the wayside during summer, which is totally normal. Just get focused and let's get healthy. The Earn That Body program is always here to bring you nutrition and health and uh, fitness information. Yeah, that one that you can put into play right away. See you next week. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.